funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my first day on a mic, bro. Yeah. He yeah. throws it out there. No, I no. <laughs> and sadly, this week we're not joined by our buddy Norman. He had to. What did he have to do? Do we know? Terrible interjection. Oh. So he's got this thing called a job. Oh. And then they called him back in. I don't. I don't know much about it because this is all I do. Oh, uh, this is mine totally. A job. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I have one of those too, but we totally get it, Norman. We miss you, buddy. We wish you were Miss here. you, Duke. Miss you, Duke. Yeah, super bummer he's not here. That means we're, we're on a double the salt next week. We're on a rotation hey, schedule. Levi, you got to yeah, miss I'm next gonna... week. Dave, you're the one after you're gone. <laughs> we ought to door dash you some gator bites. Damn. Yeah. Dude, I'm ordering it up right now. This makes the, uh, what, lap 11? Lap 11, boys. Wow. I was excited about 10, but 11, it could be better it's 10 for me so i'll take it it's number one number one for mr east we're really happy to have our friend james east here we've been talking about this guy for weeks and weeks um james east of goon squad uh team goon squad goon squad entertainment james uh do you want to introduce yourself a little bit for us yeah thank you guys for having me this has uh been listening to everyone so far and really enjoyed it been cool supporting some friends uh my name is james east i'm the owner of teamgoonsquad.com we are a sim racing broadcast media advertisement company that's also very intermingled with real life racing shenanigans. So kind of bridging that gap between the two and uh, just kind of scratching that itch at a, the most affordable way we can and getting our online adrenaline each and every week when, when the opportunity allows. Right. And if you haven't turned into, uh, tuned into previous episodes, um, James is the broadcaster that uh, a lot of us work with across multiple leagues. Um, primarily for me, it's for the League Zero, which is our Formula 3 league on Thursday nights. Um, James does a great job. All the Team Goon Squad guys do a great job. They also run the Team Goon Squad Endurance Series, which Norman is very active in. I'm sure you've uh, heard him talk about that. Uh, so James, uh, getting into um, some league racing, uh, I guess, what are some of your highlights for the last couple of seasons or last last year i mean where 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 is team goon squad gone um are you guys doing any big events looking forward to anything cool or what's coming down the pipeline oh man last year was crazy we did 391 broadcast with all of our teams covering i think we were live six days a week multiple races going on certain days of the week so that got super super hectic for me um probably one of my highlights is i did work for a company Thank God I didn't sign the NDA. I did work for a company that worked for Williams Esports. So I was one of the uh, producers and assistant producers covering some of their Coke Series NASCAR guys in the uh, the Pro Series last year, which was super, super cool. We were tied into the Pro Team Zoom call. And I mean, we had bird's eye view of, of what the pros were seeing. We got to see what the race control was typing in chat, which was absolutely hilarious at a pro level event. And um, right now, for me personally, I've kind of backed off the mic as much after doing that. We did those 390 something shows last year, did a bunch of trackside announcing. So now I'm trying to give more opportunities to our our friends at Team Goon Squad to to cover more of their own shows. And that way I can kind of sit back a little bit, focus on running things and maybe actually sim race again for a change and instead of sitting in the booth all week. We'd love to see you out there, man. Um even more. We've seen you out there some, but we'd love to see you out there more. How did you get into all this, man? Uh, so it started, I got into iRacing, I guess, three years ago, right before COVID. I wanted to scratch the itch of missing out on sport bike racing because I just love competing and I don't really care what it is. 
So I got into iRacing. I joined one Discord that was going to host an SK Modified League because I like short, short asphalt racing. And one day they did a at everyone in Discord and said, hey, we had an emergency. We need somebody to run production tonight. We'll provide the software and we'll give you $10. And I looked over at my girlfriend. I was like, well, this sounds amazing. We're about to pay for our own sim racing. Tight. So I started, started working with those guys for, I don't know, a few months. And then I did the math of how much money I was actually making. And it was $10 a race. So, you know, if it's an hour race, you made $10 an hour. And then one night we had a three-hour show, and I was like, wait a second. I didn't do very good on that. And um, uh, I've always been kind of business-oriented. So after working with those guys for three or four months, I was like, I think I can do this at a much better level with better production, better everything than than these guys. And then bought the software, got everything set up on my end, and just started cold-calling different leagues. And seeing we could get rock and rolling. And I want to say Antonio with, with League Zero was maybe my second or third ever gig. I want to say it's it's we've been working together for a very long time. Correct me if I'm wrong there, man. Yeah, I think you've been coming with us since like season, I want to say two or three. It was We, we got picked up pretty quick. Yeah, I, I think remember it was two or three. That. It, was, it was still early days. I remember that because, uh, you know, it was I, I remember we originally looked at you through uh, – Jared's old league camping universe. You were doing a couple races uh, for them. I think you might have done a couple seasons there. They're probably one of the first of a uh, of a few. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was cool, man. Hopping on board. I mean, your voice is kind of iconic for the league now, so it's pretty damn cool. I mean, even listening to you now sounds kind of surreal because it's funny. I think you're broadcasting my race right now, but instead I'm uh, I'm not being interviewed because I'm not on the podium, especially not anymore. So it's kind of cool being able to talk to you now because I don't get too much anymore. <laughs> yeah, for for better or worse, this is my real voice. This isn't like a radio voice or anything that's that's dolled up. So you're right. I don't. It's it's weird. I don't have like you know the 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 professional English Formula One voice. I don't have a crazy Southern drawl NASCAR voice. I just kind of got a high pitched voice where a dude gets excited all the time, and thankfully it's worked out. So because I can't change it. It works for me. And what you said, Antonio, is funny because I think this is the only time you'll see Antonio, David, and Levi in a podium interview essentially (laughs) (laughs) we won't talk about that one i think i've gotten antonio a couple times over the years you get me on sprint races once in a blue and there was there was one time antonio joined my booth in the middle of a show while mid mid broadcast he just pops in the show and goes hey man what's going on like not kind of working right now man what do you got what do you got going on (laughs) he very quickly dipped out of that broadcast channel that's awesome funny that was my own race too. That's what's even funnier. Like I was missing that day, as I think I was racing or something. So I I had like left and I was traveling, and I was sitting in the trailer and I was like, I was like, hey, I see James just sitting in the channel by himself. I'm like, what's he doing over there? So I pop in and I'm like, oh, I'm like he's live broadcast right now. Yeah, your your own gig. I know it's my own race too. I was like, awesome. I was like, that's epic. How did you get into broadcasting in general? Uh, literally just through iRacing. I've got no experience, no nothing. Uh, it was just that one Discord post where they, really? they wanted somebody to do production. And I mean, I'm, I'm very knowledgeable about racing since I've done it my whole life. Uh, I didn't know I would be good at it. And I, honestly, I need to go find those very old shows because I'm positive I was not good at it. But I mean, fake it till you make it. If you If you can talk about racing and sound halfway exciting, I think it's a super easy gig. And then... Once I started getting into it, I, I found some really cool mentors that have done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I was buying announcing books that had nothing to do with racing. It was basically base, uh, baseball, basketball, soccer, 
And the big thing I got from that one book is, man, if you can make nine innings of a slow baseball game sound exciting, racing is crazy easy where you've got just action to talk about. Because if it's an exciting race, I think anybody can show up, phone it in, and put on a halfway decent show. Right. But yeah. if, if it's a boring race, like that's, that's where you have to shine in your craft and be able to you know, talk about, hey, Kasai's highest finish this season was a fourth at Spa or whatever and that, and find, find the action. That's so cool, man. And you're doing some real-life broadcasting now too, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm not, I dialed off of it this year since I'm traveling so much for my quote-unquote real corporate job. I got a, a real job by accident that's been fantastic. Uh, last season, so in addition to those sub-400 shows, I was also doing flat-track announcing and those, it was a super cool gig. The problem was they were no less than four or five hours away from home. So I would leave early in the morning. It'd be like a 10 or 11 hour day, leave at midnight or one in the morning, depending on how long the, the race went, since flat track doesn't start till the sun goes down. Then I would haul all the way back home. And last year I had a, I think it was a 9.30 a.m. driver's meeting, 10 a.m. broadcast start time. So I would you know drive to South or North Carolina, broadcast all day, announce all day, drive back all night, get two hours of sleep, and then do a virtual broadcast the next morning. So after last year, I was like, dude, I got to step back or I'm going to lose my mind. Wow, man. Well, props to you for the grind. That's a lot of respect. It, to all you entrepreneurs out there, if you're listening to this, you have to seek demand and create supply, right? Like, yes, and build a business, not a job. That's right, man. That's absolutely right. Uh, so are you doing any real life racing? Uh, getting back to it, and that's one of the big reasons I wanted to lighten up the schedule is uh, my girlfriend Maggie, she does track days, which are practice days at your local road race track. So a lot of the tracks you see in SEM on iRacing, Barber Road, Atlanta, stuff like that, uh, VIR is a close one, Daytona, you can basically go pay to play on your motorcycle and do a practice day divvied up by skill level. So she does that real big, and I knew what was going to happen is when Maggie's like, hey, let's you know come do some track days together. I... I can't go not all out at anything I do. So when I when I I know when I get back on track in the next few weeks, then we're gonna start putting together a race race program, and then we're gonna go spend a bunch of money chasing glory. So super excited about it, but I, I know what I'm signing up for. So yeah, gonna do some practice days once I get a cast off in the next couple of weeks, and then see if I can get out on track for a couple of regional races and figure out if the throttle still works. You don't have any kids, right? So that there you go. No kids, not married, not a ton of overhead. So I'm 31. I realistically don't have that many good years ahead of me to try and make anything with this. And even then, the odds are stacked. But um, I think I'm very selfish in what I do and what I like to chase. But it's a whole lot of fun. And I'm at the point where I just realized this is my life and let's go for it. That's awesome, man. Well, we hope that you don't drop any more plywood on your foot. because Yeah, thanks. This was, uh, this was a rough one. <laughs> Get well soon. How are you doing, by the way? Uh, good. I've been, despite doctor's orders, this was week, weekend five, a couple days ago since I broke it. I've been walking around on the cast and doing stuff around the farm and work on the race bikes. I'll tape a towel around the cast on my foot, and that way it kind of preserves the cast. But uh, Monday, I'm supposed to see the ortho, and either he's taking the cast off or I'm taking the cast off. Way to go. <laughs> Love it. Well, hopefully you have one of those vibrating saws and not just a, like a Makita skill saw. Oh, no, I, I, I'm not. No, uh, even though I can't feel the foot, I don't want to cut it. So I'm going to if it gets to that point, I'll soak it in a bathtub and peel it off. Right on. Right on. Um, well, uh, 
we're going to keep James East around for the entire episode. Um, no doubt you're going to be hearing a lot more of him. But before we focus on anything else, James, uh, for anyone listening that wants to get involved with Goon Squad or um, hire you or your guys for broadcasting, can you tell us a little bit more about how to find you? Yeah, check us out, teamgoonsquad.com. It's got a link to our broadcasting rates. You can drop a message on the website if you have a question. Uh, it's got a link to our Discord, which is absolutely popping, as the kids say. It's a bunch of sim racers and real-life race nerds coming together. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if, or if you have a, a weird request, you know, james at teamgoonsquad.com. Send me an email. Ask me about anything sim racing, real-life racing I can help with, and I'll be glad to help be a terrible influence to whoever I can. And please check out their merch, too. I think it's really, really cool. And uh, um, I personally wear a Team Goon Squad t-shirt quite often. So, uh, cool, I've seen it. Cool design, man. It's cool. It looks good. It looks good on a black I, background. I got Team you. Goon Squad on my race car. I'm telling you, man. See? It's cool, bro. <laughs> All over the world. Anyway. It's a cool logo. I like it. Uh, well, we love you like a brother, man. We're so happy to have you on today's episode. Um, Really, we're kind of in a break right now in a lot of series. Uh, we're kind of waiting for Formula One to come back. We're waiting for IndyCar to come back to Long Beach. Um, we were blessed with some stock car dirt racing over Easter weekend, which was really interesting. Um, but before we get to real world racing, um, I thought maybe we should talk a little bit about sim racing, which is all of our uh, field. Uh, we find ourselves here at least once a week doing something in the sim racing world. So... Um, got some big events coming up. We have the League Zero uh, Championship race this week on Thursday night um, at Interlagos. Uh, we know you love pronouncing that. So um, I guess <laughs> going forward, <clears throat> I'd love to hear you guys' opinion on um, the state of iRacing, uh, the state of the league. What are we excited for? Um, yeah, let's talk some sim racing, man. I guess I'll kick us off with uh, League Zero. We got a pretty tasty championship battle um, lined up here, I guess. We're going into the yeah the final round here, so round 12 of Season 6, and we got the top three separated by seven points in total. So that's pretty crazy. Um, the competition back, though, is even crazier, too. Like, from 7th to, like... 11th or 12th like if you have a bad race you're you're gonna you're gonna go to 12th like let's put it that way so unfortunately i have to miss the finale which sucks but i gotta miss it i got some real life racing going on so you're gonna probably see me in 12th but yeah no those guys are mixing it up in the midfield like literally there's a three-way tie for eighth and a almost three-way tie for what would be 11th too like literally these guys are separated by a point or two uh so that's crazy in the midfield Front of the field's crazy. You got Finley taking the lead right now. Uh, I think he he actually passed Reed. Uh, Reed was had a decent lead going on, but he had to miss last race. I don't know if some real-life stuff was going on or what. So now he's seven points down. It's going to be a crazy finale with Finley and Micah separated by five points and then Micah and Reed separated by two points. So anything's up for grabs. It's anybody's game depending on how either race goes. And yeah, here I am missing the race, man. Like, come on. <laughs> and we're oh, so. we're all stewards, so really the well, I guess Levi it, is Levi technically a steward anymore. I yeah, am a secondary a, steward. Okay, okay, okay. So we only have one guy in here that's not a steward, and I know you're broadcasting, but I would love to hear some 
uh, predictions because I can't safely make any. Before what is the race it? Uh, win it, bin it, in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, sweet. Um, I'm I'm super excited because last season Finley and Reed going to the final round were separated by one point, and dude, it's anybody's guess on these races, either because of how big the field is and how busy it gets during the sprint. I mean, sometimes bad luck. Um, right now. Man, I hope the commentator's curse doesn't follow through if I'm off the air, but I'm putting Micah Barnett as my my bet to win it. He's been super consistent all season. He's got, I think, the second most wins so far this season as well. If he can avoid bad luck, I think he's he's going to win it. Um, man, I regret saying win it, Bennett, or in it now. I'm going to cheat because they're all my friends. I must say Finley and Gibson, obviously, bo- uh, Fitzsimmons and Gibson, obviously, both in it. Yeah. They've both had really good luck, and they've both had really bad luck at, at different races. And I think Reed, unfortunately, with whatever real-life circumstances he had going on, missing, I think, one or two rounds, I think. Uh, I think at least two. Uh, I think being seven points behind is, is definitely not where he wants to be compared to last season where he was one. And since I love to give him a hard time and he returns the favor, Ray Aguilar, even though I think he's locked into fourth, is my bet to bet it. Because he's got nothing to lose. He's got, I mean, he has every reason just to absolutely lick the stamp and send it. So I think he's my bet for Bennett. I'm just hoping that, I know it's not going to happen, but I hope the, the feature in the, the sprint keep all the top contenders out of any uh, unneeded carnage. I think that was the most realistic in it, Bennett or Winnet I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you on it. I think we're all going to lick the stamp tomorrow night or on Thursday night. I was going to say, if there's a one guy that you don't want doing that, though, it's Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah, he's not <laughs> he afraid will. to send it. But clean. He does a pretty good job staying clean. Just that dude will, he's, yeah, he's coming. You leave the door open. I'm telling you. He is coming, man. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a great race, man. Interlagos always produces crazy good racing. It's why we go there at the end of the year. Um, like Antonio said, the battle through the midfield's crazy. The team points are close. Uh, this is working up to be one of the closer, more entertaining seasons, I think, in my opinion. And since I don't get to talk to you guys, unfortunately, much like during the race, and we're all so busy, you know, either working, racing, stewarding, I've got to brag on the entire field. The the quality of racing we've had over the last two seasons, and the uh, what used to be a, like. Uh, David, you're a great example. It used to be like, hey, you know, I was happy for a, a top eight. Like, that was a personal best. But the whole field has gotten so stacked now. Everybody in the top ten, crazy fast. A lot of the guys have developed so much racecraft over the last couple of seasons. It's really cool for me as the guy who arguably watches more of the broadcast than anybody since I'm producing them, seeing everybody kind of rise with the tide on this this series and just get exponentially better as the the years go on. Yeah, I've I've gotten twice. I've got I've gotten twice the talent since I've started with League Zero, and I've lost five grid positions on average. <laughs> well, you, well, you know why the uh, quality of racing is a lot better the last two seasons, right? It's because I kind of haven't been there anymore. I was gonna say I'm scared <laughs> yeah, to ask why. Yeah, because I took off a couple seasons, you know. <clears throat> I'll come back next season just so it can get worse. Okay. Yeah, he's just taking everybody else prom. We'll hold you. Always, to that. always been in it. <laughs> You'll get James something to talk about. No, honestly, though, all jokes aside, it is uh, it has improved massively, and I always try and give credit where it's due. There's there's a few guys who we've had that were sitting in the back marker field when they first came in, and you know they've progressed to almost being top of the midfield now. Like it, it's quite intense how how much these guys have improved. They've stuck with it. They've practiced. I mean, you've seen guys 
fall off who are not, not fall off, but like there's just so many good people now and so many people have improved that now you're not seeing them where they normally would finish. Like look at someone like, uh, like me or like someone like, uh, even, even Dave and Nick, like yep. we're, we're like, great. We're up there. But like, if we got one slip up or one bad quality, like I'm, I'm in 13th and 14th. Yep. Like, it's crazy. You go from like what used to be fifth to 15th. You're just like, whoa, man. Like, do I suck? But it's like, no, dude, you have one off race. You don't practice enough. Something crazy happens and bada boom, bada bing, you're outside the top 10. Sometimes not even getting points. It's, it's crazy, man. It produces such good racing. And if you're an official F3 runner that has been fatigued, that's, that's how I found League Zero is I was an F3 guy running officials. I, I was so crazy that I got my A license running F3. Like I was a crazy person and, um, I got tired of it. Like I just, every, every other race at least was a total disaster. So I got on Reddit and I found league zero by searching F3 Reddit on Google. I don't know if you knew that. That's how I found us. And, uh, yeah. And honestly, I haven't run an official F3 race for two and a half years. And I run three hours to four hours a week in the car for the last two or three years or whatever it's been three three it's been a long time um but i haven't done any official f3 and the itch is scratched man so if you're fatigued from f3 officials or just officials in general please check out our league um and all of the team goon squad leagues the endurance series is killer do we have anything else coming up for that i think uh i think fuji is coming up next I need to check since I'm a terrible league owner. And uh, shout out to Joseph Penn, who runs that league. He's our, our full time race control. That guy is an absolute legend. Uh, yeah, I want to say I want to say Fuji's next, and then the ring later after that. Let me get confirmation. Survey says yes, Fuji. Three hours of Fuji, April twenty second, and then the ring on May sixth, which is going to be I think about a six hour race. We will not be broadcasting that one because boy that's a long race yeah they're entertaining though man when if you do get a chance to even go watch the prior races that are on or that are tape recorded on team good squads youtube channel i mean it's it's it scratches that itch for endurance racing man there's fuel strategy tire strategy there's um the live stewarding is great we see safety cars we see i mean it, it's real man it feels real to race in it and it feels real to watch it and so I'm, I'm a huge fan of that series. I wish I could race in it more. I'm so stupid busy on the weekends. Me too, big dog. Yeah, and league sessions, I mean, not just Team Goon Squad or, or League Zero. I mean, yes, coming to those, those are those are good ones to come to. But the officials, are they're fun and they have their place. But um, league racing is so much better. I talk about it. I've talked about it in the past. But, uh, yeah, I think that's, always, that's just way more fun than doing the officials. So you get to, you, know, you get to know the guys, the camaraderie. Uh, the discords speaking of join our discord come and tell us what we're doing wrong um but yeah no i, I really really do uh like league racing way better i'll jump on on the big you know big stuff um that i racing does but for the most part i mean you can ask these guys i got a trash i rating on <laughs> on road i got the worst ever everybody brings me in as ringers when we do official endurances <laughs> oh, we love you though yeah, I try hard, but there's no good eye rate to try hard. Put 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 it this way: there's a reason we haven't moved the cap up to a thousand eye rating minimum yet. Yeah, yeah, That's we a, will. That right, man standing in front of us right here. Bye -bye, it's me. It's all right, man. All right.
but like Levi said, racing with the same guys every week, no matter what the league gives that accountability. I mean, uh, crashing yourself out, that's pretty bad. But uh, we did the, the League Zero Legends, and I think I crashed out Dave. And that was a new level of feeling bad after that happened. You're like, all right, it's one thing if I wad myself up. I was like, but I just wadded up a homie, and I got to see him next week. So That's like, okay. It, it makes you think about it. I got over it eventually. It's still, I, it still bothers me, and it's been like four months. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you got it off your chest. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess on the sim racing front, um, do uh, we talked a little bit about rain last episode. Um James, we'd love to hear your opinion on, as a broadcaster, who's going to have to be dealing with all of these extra spinoffs and craziness and weather uh, forecasts and stuff. Uh, are you looking forward to rain and iRacing? To a point, uh, I love crashes because it's kind of easy for a broadcaster to, to have some excitement interjected into a long show. I do not like calling races where it is no like just nonstop crash fest. Uh, if you ever go through and watch all the Team Goon Squad broadcasts, you will notice that we no longer cover any leagues that spend more than half the night under caution because it just leads to a terrible show. It's a terrible race. Not about it. So with the rain coming out, I'm really, really hoping that drivers actually put in seat time in it because it is going to be a game changer. Uh, I have no idea how iRacing is going to handle this. And like you guys say every week, it's a sim they do their best. So uh, I'm hoping it gets pretty close, but if it's anything like real life oh. experience on a motorcycle, the seat time needs to happen before guys hop into a race and try and make it happen, or they're going to very quickly find themselves watching their friends have a great time. Yeah, it's uh, it's nerve wracking for me, man, because uh, I can't keep that car on the track already. So it's going to be fun to see how that. Levi, what do you think about it, man? I know you talked about it a little bit last week, but like. We've had I mean, some sleep on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. As like James is saying, we will have to see. But um, yeah, you're gonna have to practice in it. I mean, it's just any, any tire changes they make, you have to usually try to get used to that. Um, any car changes they make, I mean, it's the same thing. And rain is just <laughs> rain. I'm I'm kind of afraid. Like he said, I racing does their best, but I'm afraid it's gonna be like their grass model which is just ice. Oh, so man. we'll be a frozen tundra when it starts raining. And I don't know what that'll be like. Hopefully they'll up, you know, update it. And uh, if that is the case, I'm not saying that's the case, but um, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I know Norman isn't here, um, but he said, you know, it's like he was saying that he's really excited to see it in endurance racing, um, especially like your 12 and 24 hour stuff where it can really, really change. Uh, you know, cold can come in, heat can come in and kind of come and go. But the rain will be a big deal, you know, whether you stay out and fight or you try to come in and get some better, you know, tires or different tires or I don't know, maybe it'll give us some different tire compounds and stuff to work with. I'm hoping it's a future. So, um, I think, yeah, I think like, um, I guess, I guess a guy like me really thrives on strategy in a race because I'm not the fastest. I'm not Finley Fitzsimmons or Mike Barnett or whoever, uh, I guess I was like, now I feel like I should name all my buddies. But anyway, I'm not fast. Um, and so like the the races with pit stops and tire factors, that's where I thrive. So I am excited to be able to like, you know, watch the weather radar and make that early pit stop for intermediates or whatever. You know, I feel like a guy like me could benefit from that. Um, so I'm a little excited for it, but that assumes that I can keep my damn car on the track, which is step one. Yeah, I might sound like um, 
I might I might be the the one person who's indifferent about it. I don't know, man. I mean, like I'm excited to see it. Don't get me wrong. It's another aspect that's definitely been missing from the sim for ever. It's kind of crazy how long it's been out and it doesn't have rain. So I think it'll be nice for shaking up the like endurance races and even for formula style races, whether it's F3 or F1 or any of the lower tier formula ladder that they've been building these last couple seasons, I guess. Uh, but for me personally, I don't know. I don't really think I, I think it's going to be a bit overhyped uh, from someone who's racing the rain in real life. It's just like every time I see rain, I'm just like. I don't want to be here. Like I feel, I've been. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm pretty good in the rain when it came to it. Like I did really good last time or like last year, a couple years ago when we did rain racing on the road course and stuff. Um, but you know what? From i racing simulating, the way they simulate the feel of the wheel is they try and give you, as opposed to other sims, other sims they stimu- they overstimulate how much you get. So you're getting more of a feel through the wheel than you actually would through the wheel to simulate. Some of that you're miss some of the stuff that you're missing out of your, for lack of a better word, out of your ass, right? Because usually you're driving by the seat of your pants, right? Um, so i racing only simulates it through the wheel. So I'm trying to imagine driving this sim and your wheels light as could be, because that's how it feels in the rain. You turn, it's like you got power steering. That's amazing. Like, put it this way, I don't think it's gonna be that great. And I really hope they simulate the rubber properly. From anybody who's raced a cart or even a car. You know, as soon as you hit rubber in the rain, it is ice. It is eye racing grass, for lack of a better word. Like, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, that's what it should be once you hit the rubber. But driving offline and stuff, like, it's not fun, man. I don't know. I mean, it, it really depends. Like, it depends where you go. Some tracks rubber up really good because they got banking. Some don't. But I'm telling you, man, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge for a lot of people. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change it up. But I'm okay with one a year, man. That's it. One a season's good enough for me. <laughs> Put it I that just way. That's how it. I feel about it. They've been teasing us so much. I just want to see it. Even if it sucks now, I just want to see it. Yeah, yeah. And without getting like into it too much, because I know we should probably save an, a, a true episode where we where we just bash eye racing. We can call it deer eye racing. You know, like we can go off about it. And uh, I'll be honest with you, there's so much that I could complain about, but the main one thing without going on a tangent is I just want. I think we just need a roadmap. We all pay way too much money for this thing. And we don't know where they're going with development. They tease stuff that's been going in development for years now. But you'd think they have something out by now. We still don't know when it's coming out. They say sometime this year it could be delayed. You know how developers and stuff are. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like I wish they gave us a development map of where they're going. Like why do we not have that? Like even if it's something like, like for example, this sim is so behind. It's missing so many elements that other sims have. Why can't we just get a roadmap? If you just tell us like, Hey, we don't have enough manpower to work on this right now, but it's on the it's on the it's on the schedule. Like we're doing it at a later date. It's gonna come. This is what we're doing right now. This is what we're hoping to get done this year. If we don't, it might be early next year. This is what we're planning for the next couple of years. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't gotta get too crazy into it, but it would be nice. It would help a lot. And it would make a lot of us who pay a lot of money feel better. Let's put it that way. Or Antonio, is that one of those things if they set the bar low and don't tell us anything, then surprise you have rain now would that have been the better approach um i don't know i don't know if a surprise is the better approach to be completely honest with you um i just wish there was better updates i think two years ago we got a photo of rain and i mean you don't even know if it was legit it could have just been a filter put over a photo right so 
the next tease they gave us was a picture of some cars on tracks on track with some puddles on the track and it's like you still don't know where they're at right like just because they got the rain sorted out don't mean they got all the rain tires for every car sorted out and anything else that needs to go with it like tire compounds updated physics for the how the the track handles in rain like there's so much how the grass handles in rain how the sand handles in rain how a curb feels in rain how a how a, a bump affects you how a puddle affects there's so many things and details that go with rain that it's just like we still don't know where they're at there's no idea and it's just that's the one of the most frustrating things and i tell i promise you if you ask norman this question he would lose his mind about it too like he hates not knowing anything because the bit and the biggest thing i always talk about this with ray aguilar my teammate as i'm just like if there was ever a competitor to come out and release a similar ranking system to iRacing, a similar, you know, just just release some cars, get some rights to some GTs and stuff like that, and release a, a completely new game on an on Unreal Engine or whatever the newest engine is. And if all they did was become a competitor now and get a few rights that iRacing doesn't have, I, like, I don't want that. Like, nobody wants a compet. Like, I don't want iRacing to be a monopoly and be the only sport or be the only sim and have everything. But at the same, because, you know, then they can get greedy and stuff like that. Like they're doing right now. They can delay progress. They can do all kinds of baloney that we don't even want to get into. But I don't want a competitor either. I don't want to spend this much money on another sim and just switch between the two depending on the car I want to drive. You know what I mean? Like, nobody wants that. Yeah. But I agree. I just wish they listened to us. I don't know. That's, that's frustrating thing about me, about it for me. Is the goal to raise their price? I've always gotten this vibe lately that like all of this is to make me feel like I should be paying more money for this. I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the goal because I feel like it's weird. I it's I think a lot of people have been saying like they really like the publicity. So like you know they were in bed with Mercedes and they got the F1 car and that was huge. And that was it. Like they, they focus on that or like they're in the Porsche garage and they're hanging out with Porsche and they're doing all this stuff. And that's like a huge, like not necessarily publicity stunt, but they like the fact that like they, they want to feel like they're Mercedes or something like for lack of a better term, you know, right. I like to think of, uh, and this is going to hit, uh, Levi at home, but I like to think of Caterpillar machinery as, as the Mercedes of the, of the machine market. Right. So <laughs> he's, he's, throwing, he's throwing hands and stuff on the, <laughs> we, we got our cameras up anyways, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I like to think of it like that. So I, I like to think of iRacing as the, I mean, and I don't, I don't think they're like that right now, but I like to think of them as the Mercedes of, of the sim market, but they're missing so many elements. And like, you look at R factor two, they, everybody was using them for a while. They do have some better stuff. They had some server issues, which just might've ended them. Honestly, this last go around with what happened with Max Verstappen and stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it, we're, we're so close to having a competitor. All we need is someone to perfect the ranking system of official and they're done. I'm they're not, not done, but they have, a, they'll have a true competitor. Like that's all someone needs to do. See, that's, I started out on, uh, project cars. First one. And they had a lot of stuff going for them. Of course, it's not as good as a simulator uh, by any means. But they had rain. I think one of the first ones I have rain. Might not have been the best model, but they tried. And they've they've gotten better with it. And then they came out with a couple more games, this and that. Um, but you got to set a course with the GTs, right? But we're just looking for somebody to have a complete game, I think, to, to actually rival high racing. It's, it's just I get it. They they want content. They need the money. I get it. They might be a small. They might be a small development company. I don't really know much about them. I'm not gonna lie. But 
at the same time, there's there's key physics in the game that do not work properly and they have not worked properly for a long time. So why is this not fixed by now? You'd think that would be something that's on the development path that needs to get done. But instead, we're making things like Brazilian stock cars. Like, yep. they take on too much. Like, why do we need all four different categories? And when I say that, I mean road, oval, dirt, oval, dirt, road. Like, why do we need that? I, I get it. You got to appeal to everybody. And don't get me wrong. Like, they're probably the greatest oval sim out there. They're, I mean, dirt might not be perfect. I don't know much about dirt oval, so don't don't call me out on this. But dirt oval is probably one of the best ones out there, I would imagine, too, right? Like, but well, there's still things they, missing from the key ones. And and they took over the World of Outlaws, uh, you know, on console. They've got a standalone game now that's backed by iRacing. Um, that might have been where some of the development went for the last couple of years. Uh, do you really need that? I don't know. Um, like you said, maybe they're reaching out to other people. They're not reaching out to the people that need to be reaching out to, which is like their core guys. They're trying to get new ones when they haven't even perfected what they've got. If it gets know, the controller right users off of my sim, then I'm fine oh, with it. <laughs> yeah, true story. This is true. Oh, Joystick Johnny. God, man. And some of them are quick, but like, I don't know. It's only a matter of time, though, during the race. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I'm not going to go on this tangent of like, it's a simulator, not a game. But like, it's what scratches, it's what scratches it for me is like, I, I built a sim. I felt like I had to build it to play iRacing. I played F1 2020 and 2021 and stuff on a controller. Like I played Forza 7, whatever, or, or um, the one that Lewis Hamilton promotes, whatever. I played them all with the controller and it was fun. And then I got serious and got iRacing and a sim. And so like, I'm cool with all these people going to console, but it scared me that they would shift back to like the NASCAR heat model a little bit and take away some oval fans from iRacing. Cause I think that would suck. I think the oval racing is immaculate. I mean, some, you get some Arca races and shit that are crazy, but for the most part, like running IndyCar and stuff on iRacing official, I've had some some of the most fun I've ever had is in those races. So, yeah, I can't speak much for Indy, but NASCAR um, or trucks, so just NASCAR in general, the whole from top to bottom, I'm pretty sure they hold the candle. I mean, I don't know what Antonio thinks about that. Cause I'm sure he's. I've seen him play some of the NASCAR games and different things, but it's just not the same as what they have in iRacing. So they they do that well. But there's a lot of things that still aren't fixed, even with those models. Um, and then you get into Indy, uh, which then brings you into open wheel, you know, and we still have some tire compounds for some of the road cars. And then, like you said, they give you the, the GR86 or whatever that Toyota car was, and Brazilian stock cars. And I don't, I don't know where they're going. <laughs> yeah, I say, I say overall they got like the market on lock when it comes to comes to oval racing. I mean, there's a lot of series that they they kind of got on lock, um, but oval hands down the only simulator like that, the the only game that's the best, the game sim, whatever you want to call it, hundred percent. They got that in the bag, um, and I'm sure they're trying to work on more. They're still missing key elements of some other ladders, but. You know, I guess they'll get there eventually. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. They've been releasing a lot of new content to kind of fill those gaps in the last couple seasons. So we'll see what they do with that, I guess. Um, but, you know, from a broadcaster's perspective and someone who only plays in his spare time for fun, 
what, what would you say on it, James? I'm curious what your opinion is on uh, the direction of iRacing, even whether it be from cameras and stuff or, or content or, or anything like what from a, from your perspective, how, how would you say it? It looks, uh, I'm glad you said looks. That's my biggest qualm as a broadcaster is it looks awful. I mean, I, I know you can run it on a 20 year old computer and it's, it's just going to work. But uh, I did the math super quickly. So for 30 entries, let's say, you know, about the average entries we get for the endurance series at the regular broad or the, uh, the regular fee that they pay, just the TGS series, that's iRacing $5,400 a year. If Good. all of those get, uh, yeah, Gosh. at about, you know, $15 a person, $450 a month for all 30 people, 12 months out of the year five grand 400 so that's a chunk of change so from my perspective i get they're trying to keep the barrier of entry accessible to people you know where they're not going to lock you out based on hardware either your computer your wheel your your madcast controller but at a certain point like if you're forking out this much money i'd kind of like it to look a little bit better as a racer and as a broadcaster granted when i do race you know the three times a year or whatever it is i still use my my broadcast tweaks to make it a, a prettier game but uh between that and then the off-track physics uh, i haven't went off track in a car yet i've gotten kind of close but i mean just from a motorcycle there's no reason to slide that far sideways across dry grass or into a, a gravel trap like not even close man so thank you yeah like antonio says like they I, I, I'm not complaining for how much money I, I pay for the sim for the enjoyment I get out of it, but I do wish that they would make things happen. And, and maybe to Antonio's point, maybe a little bit of competition would kind of prod them a little bit and say, hey, you know, these guys have done this really well. We've been kind of pushing it off for a couple of years. we got to step up or get overrun. And again, I don't want to see iRacing getting taken over because as far as I know and from what I've driven, this is this is it as far as how close it's going to get currently. But yeah, dude, there's for sure room for improvement for the sim. Amen, brother. Yeah, I mean, heck, just the looks of it, uh, I think it was Jared might have been the one. Antonio told me about it. Jared kind of helped me hook it up and everything. But that overlay that I use just to get iRacing to look, have decent colors, not even look that good, but just have decent colors. It's got like this sepia tone. Yeah, reshade, from, I bet, is what you're running. Yeah, exactly, reshade, yeah, yeah. And so... And then I thought my internet was real bad, like horrible out here in Western Oklahoma, because where you be in the sticks? And so I finally got one gig up, one gig down. So I was like, man, I'm maxing this thing out. So I got a new computer. I knew it. I knew a PC. I knew it run it. So I maxed it out. And I was like, eh, some of the lighting looked better, but man, the trees are still trash. And like, like the cars, the cars themselves look decent. You know, the guys you're running up against and stuff like that. But, I don't know. Like you said, 5,400 or whatever the round number you came up with just for like one league. Like that's just one league. And how many leagues are there out there? I mean, thousands. Yeah. They're, they're getting enough money. Money is not the issue. I think it's My just, thing uh, is, is like, like there's the, the crypto mining is kind of dying out. GPUs, new GPUs are really expensive due to price gouging. But now on eBay, like you can get a, a six gigabyte 980 Ti for like 150 bucks used. And so I don't like the fact, and 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 that's a that's a that's a I ran iRacing on that from the very beginning at pretty good quality. And so like if they're still programming for the like 700 series cards and like all of those like 2009 2008 PCs. I don't know, man. I don't like that excuse. You know what I mean? Like, 
if you're still running that PC, like, and you're, are, are you still running a sim from 2008 also? Like, yeah, what else are you running, running on oh, that PC? 720p monitor with 60 frames. Like, there's been so many times and opportunities to upgrade. I just really don't think that many passionate iRacing users are that in the past anymore, you know? Yeah, like as, as much as I want this to be accessible to everybody, I mean, there there is a barrier to entry for sim racing. This isn't Forza. This isn't the Formula Games. This is this takes an investment. I mean, just your your membership without without the cool deals and stuff like that for the first time. That's 180 bucks a year, and then you can't get out of rookies. So uh, I don't know how much content I have. I looked at it once, and it was it was a disgustingly high number that I've spent on everything. But mm. I mean. I, correct me. I mean, what do you guys think? I, can you drop what a grand your first year I racing if you did got all the way up to C class and did everything? So at, at that point, like I racing needs to recognize if we're gonna spend this much money to support your program, you kind of have to realize that the guy on the the 1998 Windows XP computer is not your target demographic. Therefore, you don't need to set the graphics for that demographic. You have to kind of scale to where your clientele is. Very well said. Agreed. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I think I've looked it up and I think in about three or four years, I don't even want to know what I'd paid. And I was running a T one fifty for a lot of years as in a steering wheel. Um and a Thrustmaster, low, low Thrustmaster family. Um uh, I just upgraded to PC racer, which isn't much better, but um I did get a rig. I got the three screens, you know, triple monitors, I got the extra monitor so that I can, you know, see all my telemetry and the telemetry apps and I bet you I'm in. I mean, I don't even want to know, honestly. But it's an investment. Anything over a thousand bucks for me is gonna be a in quote investment. So if I'm investing, I would really like them to invest also. I mean, let's put it this way: there's like dudes probably like when you combine monitors, your computer, your setup, your mic, your headset, your chair, everything. You probably got most dudes probably got minimum ten G's in this. Like, let's be honest. Like, and then you get content and like, that's, that's all, all of that's a bare minimum, probably 10 G's. Like, let's be real here. Still cheaper so, than a real car too. Yeah. Well, that, that's my excuse. That's my excuse. One, we don't have many dirt tracks around here anymore. And two, not like I'd get into dirt track racing. It's really hard to get into dirt track racing. But at the same time, it's, it's close. I'm never going to get, you know, in my lifetime, I'm already 40 years old. I'm an old man over here. I'm not going to, you know, start a race team right now. Uh, this isn't some movie where we get to do that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I'm doing the best I can with what I've got and that this is it. And I'm kind of st- like, you know, we've been talking about it. I'm stuck with iRacing until something else comes out better or they fix their stuff. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good segue real quick into uh, I'm going to touch quickly on uh, the reason I wasn't here last week. So a lot of guys were or a lot of people were wondering where I was at. So I was actually prepping to get ready for real life racing. Unfortunately, it rained out, which was really crappy. Prep to get everything ready. So I got no, I got no racing feedback. I got a whole lot of wet clothes, um, and that's about it personally. <laughs> uh, on a cool note, this weekend though, I am going uh, to good old Yakima, Washington. That is about five hours from where I'm at. My sister's uh, racing quarter midgets down there, so that'll be cool. I'm gonna get to go out there and uh, support her. That'll be cool. Um, so with your for the first time listeners as well, you race legends cars, and I've got a question. My background versus yours. Talking about getting rained out, rain delay, stuff like that. Do you guys run rains at all in the ovals or the road courses you do? So we have 
rain tires available so unfortunately and i could go on a tangent about this all day we switch tire suppliers to hoosier and if you know me i hate hoosier there is nothing wrong with the tire itself they are the worst company ever for upholding their ability to supply tires there is nothing but shortages Every time we used it, it happened to us in quarter midgets. It's happening to us in legends. I hate them. I, I will despise of that company and I will get mad at them all day. But that's besides the point. So to your question, we got dry tires. We got rain tires. Typically, most series only race t rain tires on um, road courses. So we got to try them out last year on the road course. Actually, 2021 was the prime year we got to use them most because that's when I was running road only because I couldn't get across the border. Um they don't do a whole lot. I'm not going to lie. They're not. It's not a crazy difference. It's a bit softer of a tire compound. So you can imagine there's a little bit more grip in it than you'd see from your traditional tire. But it's not great. Um, our track actually. So the main my main home tracks is Evergreen Speedway in Monroe, Washington. It's a pretty big track. Probably one of the biggest speedways in the Pacific Northwest. They run ARCA West. Um, they run a, uh, one of the, what is it, Northwest Super Late Model Tour or something like that. I can't remember the name, but they got lots of sponsors and big backings and big crowds. So they pull a lot of money. So they started this big movement that any series that's NASCAR backed. And so by NASCAR backed, I just mean you got to have like some sort of NASCAR license. They're like part of the home tracks thing. I'm sure you've seen with uh, with like modifieds and the other stuff you might see on NASCAR's actual like home track stuff. You can find it on YouTube and some other series support it too. Okay. Um, but we have to run in the rain on ovals too, but we choose not to. So I didn't actually go out to the track this weekend. We, we heavily watched the forecast because this track somewhere I can go in the morning. Like if I wake up at six in the morning, I'm there. We do practice over the morning, afternoon, and then qualifying heats mains, but main events don't start till like, you know, traditional short tracks. We don't start till like six. Right. So it's, it's pretty late in the day. So we, we made a call sun, uh, Saturday morning. We're like, no, nah, it's going to rain. Like, there's no point. And I come to find out practice rained out, quality rained out, heats rained out. The only thing that ran was the main and it ran with a dry groove and the rest of the track was soaked and it was nothing but caution. So I'm glad I missed it. And, and still full priced entry. Yeah, it's still full price entry. So it, it's honestly, if you're not racing for points, there's no point. Like, right not, and, and And I mean that, in two ways, you know, you could take that as a competitive standpoint of, hey, if I'm not racing for champ, or I, I'm racing for championship points, and that's the only reason I'm here. Or you can take it from my perspective, where I'm just like, I'm not racing for a championship. I'm not gonna win. I don't got the best equipment in the world. Um, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest. So there's no point in going and biffing my car the first race of the season and putting me on a complete back foot for the entire season, right? So I just choose to not go to those ones. I. I Oval racing in the rain is the stupidest thing ever. I, I don't encourage anyone to try it. It's a waste of time and money, especially if you wreck. Don't try it. But hopefully that answers I your won't, question. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> it does. That's cool. And that's always. I, I don't. I have very little car experience from a, a lemons race, so I have. I have no insight on the oval world from what it is from a driver's point of view. So it's always cool to hear. And like guys in different disciplines are still doing like the, the same third call dance that we do on bikes where you look up at the sky and going, is it going to rain? Do I throw on rains? Do I, can I run dries? So it's always fun to hear from the different guys' perspectives. Yeah. And of course, this uh, is slipping my mind right now. There's this uh, visor cam. I can't remember. Oh, cam box. That's what they call it. There's this, uh, if you guys get a chance to look it up, it's called Cam Box. I want to get one of these things. They go in your helmet, on your visor. It's kind of like how 
Um, NASCAR F1? had their visor cam for a while, sort of like F1. F1's like oh, yeah, on the I mean, side, so you get oh, that visor cool. glare. Okay. It's terrible, but it goes right in the middle of your helmet. It's super small. It sits like on the roof of your visor of where like the cutout is for your eyes. I'm just trying to get perspective for audio listeners. Obviously, we don't have any visual cues right now that we could give, but it sits dead center. Imagine you took literally a, a line from your nose and went up two inches and you put it there and stuck a camera there it's not in your vision to say it gives a great pov i'm trying i really want to get one of these for this yeah this looks people what it's like this looks cool yeah i I got a gopro right now so i'm definitely gonna have some footage at some point i'm gonna upload it on my youtube channel if anybody cares to look just look up my name but uh it gives you good perspective oh i don't think a lot of people understand how much uh oval racing is hard i mean it's not easy there's a lot that goes into it whether it's setup or driving um I mean, on that note, we probably shouldn't talk too too much about this. We'll save it for another time where I actually have some racing to talk about. We kind of need to segue into uh, the one and only oval track professionals, good old NASCAR, and some Bristol dirt, baby. Where's our dirt boys at? I know Levi's one of them. I wasn't. I okay, so I am a dirt boy, but um, for some reason they put dirt on Bristol again, which I don't. I don't really see the point. And that there's there's good dirt tracks out there, right? But this kind of goes back to the clash talk and why we're going to places that we there's other tracks that are already around. Why are we making new tracks? But anyways, no, um, NASCAR Bristol, um, man, you know, um, finally a dirt track guy won it. I'm kind of jumping to the end, but Bell for the win. So I mean, glad Logano didn't win it again. I'm just. Saying. Yeah, no, for sure. It was a uh, it was hey. a nice change up <laughs> hey yeah you're you know you're right i guess yeah. hey hey blaine he got a heat win i'll take it that's about I all know. he got but he got a heat win he looks good out there every week until the very couple like last 10 to 20 laps well, cool thing about blaine is he can do a 360 and they don't throw a caution so how about you know, michael mcdowell doing don't get me started <laughs> did you see that what's up michael mcdowell did two 360s so that was the first thing that like got me on the whole what's NASCAR's deal with caution consistency was so Michael McDowell flips a rad 360 and keeps going uh, and they throw the caution and it was like a really stupid caution and then later we saw him do it again and they didn't throw the caution He's, what about what about Larson too? Larson's I mean, yeah, yeah Bush spin offline and going to pit road. Like, yeah, what? and then they the, yeah, after yeah, yeah, that yeah. first McDowell three sixty, we'll call it a three sixty like three three, <laughs> no scope, no three sixty, no green. <laughs> anyway, um, after that shenanigan and they threw the caution, it's like they it was like a ref compensating in football. It was like the next were like no calls, like no cautions, no matter what. We're running green. Like everybody keep your together. Like we're running green, you know. Yeah, I I mean, here we go again with NASCAR, you know, but I mean, they do it to themselves. They do it to themselves. They do, bro. Anyways, I mean, the race, the race was OK. I, I don't know. I, I just don't like the big cars on on dirt all that much. Um I, I think, you know, they asked, I think it was Kyle Larson. He's a dirt guy. I mean, that's where he came from. He's not a big fan. Um, I really, Bristol, I like Bristol. Why, why can't we just race Bristol night and go somewhere else for dirt? 
Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm going to run you through my opinion in just a sec. I just want to touch quickly on the results. Uh, so qualifying, we saw our usual. I'm not going to go over the heats. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the heats. All you got to know is I th- I, who won the first one. I, I know Blaney won one of them. Someone won Doesn't the other one. matter who won Doesn't matter. or whatever because it was so confusing to find out what yeah. it mattered that it, you know. Yeah, and so again, we're going to do dirt, we're going to make like, it so right, confusing. Cool. Yeah, y'all can, y'all can look it up. Anyways, qualifying, we saw our typical people at the front who run dirt. We got Larson, Austin Dillon, JJ Yaley, Christopher Bell, and Kyle Busch. Let's go on to our stage one. <laughs> Pretty much the same order of who finished first in stage one. So we got Larson, Dillon, and Bush. Stage two, we got Reddick, Dillon, and Larson. And then the good old finale, we saw a lot of guys get taken out. So a lot of their your typical contenders, Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson, uh, even Logano. We got guys gone that were up there. So uh, taking the reins, we ended up having uh, Christopher Bell finish the race in first after a yellow ended on the uh, end of the race on the white flag, which doesn't happen too often anymore. Thank gosh it wasn't an overtime restart. Let's be honest. That's the terrible. Last would episode. Kill me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll move us into um, what was an abysmal truck race. I, I don't even, I don't know if you guys watched it. It was terrible. There was literally a caution every 10 laps. I watched it PVR uh, and I finished the race in half an hour. Uh, <laughs> Skipping through all the cautions. But, uh, I don't know. It wasn't good. Um, I don't want to cover it too much. There's no point. So I'm going to just go back into the cup race. I thought hey, real quick. I mean, on James's point, you know, he wouldn't even televise them. They have too many cautions. He would cut them off. Your, you know, he would have cut them off. So it's, it's, it's bad, man. It's too much. And I mean, I get it. It's the lowest series, but it's, I don't know, man. Always got, always got some issues. I don't still, know if it's still a, a pro series or what. Yeah, exactly. It's still a pro series, but you wouldn't think that. It's just, I don't know if it's the new gen drivers coming up and the standards of driving being different because I've noticed that as I've come up the ladder over the years. I'm just like, whoa, these guys race you like tools now compared to what they did five years ago. Um, But I don't know. It shouldn't be like that. And I I don't know. I think something's got to change in that regard. But uh, back to the cup race, I guess. So we ran over the results already. Um I mean, the cautions were weird. I mean, I, I just would like to see consistently consistency. I thought they were pretty good all night other than that one McDowell thing. The Larson spin was weird, and so was the Bush one. That one was the strangest concept to me. I don't know why they threw a caution for that because he was off the track, gathered it back up, and was going down pit road. So I was like, so it's, it's weird. It's like sometimes they want to throw it right when they see the car get sideways, and sometimes... The guy can do a full 360 once or twice and keep going like we saw Blaney at the end of the race. By the way, I was livid at that point. Yeah. Looking back oh, on it. chat. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, I'm just like, I don't know. I listened to some guys on DBC and they were like, oh, they're okay with the with the Ryan Blaney one not being a caution. And I'm like, okay, I guess I like from trying to not be a biased fan perspective, I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, But at the same time, I'm just like, man, like, I I don't know. Like, if the other ones were cautions, like, why was that one not a caution? Not that I wanted to see more cautions, but I guess it's kind of a good thing because if they did throw cautions, we would have probably seen, like, three or four more. Um, But I don't know. What do you guys take on the cautions? Like, I thought they were bad. Yeah, I mean, it's same as always, (laughs) you know. Um. Well, this one actually not the same as always because they could have done more and they didn't. I don't know if they were just trying to move the race along. It wasn't a good spot. I mean, I wasn't getting the feel for if have we had a commercial in the last 10 minutes or not. You know, I don't. Who knows? Um, 
your guess is good as mine. I mean, if either of you other guys can chime in. Hey, James, you're a broadcaster. Why'd they, why'd they not tell them uh, cautions and whatnot? Is it because broadcasting or something else? Uh, I was going to guess. So I watched, I've never, I've only watched one NASCAR race through its completion. That was the first ever Bristol dirt race. So give NASCAR some credit. They got a non-NASCAR guy to watch it with the gimmick. So hats off to them. It worked for one there guy. I haven't watched any more since then. So I, I guess it goes back to your favor. But I think, was it two years ago that was the first Bristol dirt race? One year? Something like that. So, yeah, I think it was I, two. And this two was years. the third one. Yeah. Okay, so the first one was an absolute dumpster fire through and through, and caution fest, poor visibility. There's a guy who's raced dirt ovals on bikes. I was like, this is awesome. These guys do not have it together. So I think they're just trying to get past that stigma of, of how bad it was at first. I want to say it was the second race, second year they did it was a mutter for all the trucks, so... I think they're they're trying to get through the show at some point too, where somebody in race control is going, guys, like we got to get together. This is not a race anymore. This is this has gone past the point of an entertaining gimmick crash fest to painful for everybody involved. Embarrassing, yeah. But they okay. So in that aspect, they did get it together at least, um, right? I mean, at least they had a race. Yeah. I, overall, it was a good race. Like I thought, the racing was pretty good for the most part. Do we agree? I mean, I thought I, I didn't see any issues with it's the actual not for quality it to be, of racing. It's hard for it to be bad racing, right? You put guys on a short dirt track like that in stock cars, like it's going to be entertaining. But is it like it, they were side by side and there were some good passes and stuff? But the do we need to do we need it? You know. Well, in my best Norman impression, entertaining doesn't always mean good racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think to go into this more, it's not is I, I don't know. You heard like you heard Kyle Larson say it. He don't think we need to be doing it. And I'm I stand by him on that. I, I don't I'm not trying to be a dirt hater. I really like dirt. It takes a lot of talent to run those things to run anything on dirt. You see those outlaw guys, they are insane. You see Larson, like you can see his skill transfers over to other sports and he kicks everybody's it's 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 honestly crazy. So obviously we know it requires talent. Um but you know what, man? Like these cars are too heavy, they're not made for dirt. Um and if they were made for dirt, the package you would need to build would be so expensive to actually make them adapt to dirt. They tear up the track so quick. Like I was in chat, I was watching PVR and I was on lap like 60 or something saying, hey man, this track ain't going last. Like it's already getting torn up at lap 60 and Dave was live at like 120 and he was like, yep, they were just bringing that up. And I'm like, I'm like, I've been around enough dirt tracks to know like this track ain't going to last, dude. Like it lasted really good this go around. I'm not going to lie. Compared to the last two, it did a lot better, but man, it still was torn up at the end. It was the track was black slick at the end of the race. There was freaking grip everywhere. It was just like, I don't know. There was no, thankfully, not too many ruts. There was that one really bad one. I want to say it was in like the middle of three and four. It might have been one and two. I think it was three and four. Um, but I just really think these things don't belong on dirt. And a lot of guys argue saying, hey, just go to Eldora, something like that. But dude, you take yeah. 40 heavy sliding around stock cars they are going to tear apart no matter what track you put them on and it's just not going to be good so either you got to lower the cap lap counts way down or you set a car cap count or something i mean i don't know if you can water the track down to make it better i know they do that in other races but they're also doing it on way smaller tracks so it's one of those things 
I don't know. Can they not do maybe a feature race style like Saturday Night Dirt Track racing? Well, like a, yeah, um, like a true race, like cut out. You know, we show up forty guys, show up, let twenty into the main. That's Have what I'm saying. Main. Like it, 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 it's frustrating um, that your favorite driver might not be there at the end. But if you have, uh, you know, qualifier races like they do um, in dirt track, you know, it's, like I said, your local dirt track, you don't always make it. You got to race in. Uh, and like you said, that would lower the lap counts. It would make it more exciting. There'd be more stops for NASCAR. They could stop in between every one of them and go to commercial for, you know, however long. We got to hear that stupid guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it, it would actually but, uh, be cool. You could turn it into a cool event. Like if you really wanted to keep them on it and you shorten the races down, you take like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do what F1 does, okay? Take Friday, do your qualifying, and do your heat races, okay? So you set your grid, and then you come back, and then you do your truck race, and you do like, well, okay, maybe not qualifying heats, actually. Let me reiterate that. So do practice and qualifying the first day. The second day, do your heats, your B main, your truck race, and then the Sunday, do your A main, and only 20 guys race. And that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can do a little bit more. You can do like 25, 24, something like that. But uh, anything that the track won't get destroyed because you're at such a disadvantage already because of how heavy these things are. They just don't handle. Um, me personally, I don't think they should go in dirt at all. It's a, it's a gimmick. Um, don't replace it with a road course. We don't need too many of those. There's whatever, 36 races a year, give or take. Six need to be a road course. 30 need to be ovals. Like ovals is what the sport originated on. Don't go too crazy with it. And I know that's a different topic, so I'm not going to get too into it. But... <laughs> We don't need dirt. That's my that's, end. For, that's, that's, that's my con- that's my that's my opinion. No no, no dirt. <laughs> that's that's for our later uh, NASCAR and how we fix it podcast, starring Norman. Yeah, oh, oh, we're, yeah. Going, we're going back to the good old days, boys. I'm I'm a newer NASCAR fan, and I'm already tired of the gimmicks. Like, if you want to do gimmicks, then let's do dirt at the Coliseum in L.A. and let's have Pitbull perform, and we'll. You know, like whatever, you know, and like, let's just get it all over with at once because I just, who, who is this for, right? Who is this for? I, yeah, I don't know what other sport you go to, motor racing sport, um, the big ones that you go to and there's this much gimmick stuff. Um, like they're not doing indie dirt. I mean, I'm, I know that's a throwing it out there way far, but I'm just saying F1 stays true to what they do. They try to stay at the same tracks, the same kind of style. Indy does the same thing, street, oval. Um, and NASCAR's over underst- here like, let's go to Chicago yeah. street course. Like, Yeah, let's put up a circus tent. Yeah, let's yeah. have a circus. <laughs> Everybody come in. Don't know what you're going to see until you get here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they a uh, lot of questionable calls, a lot of questionable stuff. I mean, is 2023 going to be the year – of just like everyone dropping the ball or are we just grumpy old men or like what's the deal here well yeah i'm grumpy old man but i mean i don't want to get on too um on a nascar too hard i'm not gonna lie the racing's been a lot better this year so far um for the most part like we saw last week richmond was probably one of the best richmond races you normally see richmond ain't typically a crazy race um but it was it was good it was action the whole race um without going on a bash NASCAR or, Hey, these are my changes. Or I, as I said earlier, it's with your racing or a, a dear NASCAR podcast. Like we can save that for an episode, but I do really think they need to push some sort of shorten the race movement. And I'm dude, a hundred laps even makes a difference when you're doing 500 at Bristol. Like I'm telling you there's hours and hours, um, 
the people sit here. I, I like the 250 lap length. I thought that was great. Why can't we do that every week? I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm huge on the uh, the short and the, the races movement. But uh, I guess the last thing I have real quick for NASCAR is, uh, and we can just breeze over this. I mean, there's not really much to talk about on it, but Cody Ware got, uh, he missed this last race because he was, he got arrested actually. And uh, it turns out he got, uh, arrested for a felony assault charge for and I, I don't know if we should go into the details of it i'll let you look it up i don't want to go crazy with it because i don't know what i'm supposed to say and what i'm not strangulation to say. charge we can okay. say that he, he can okay, say we're go okay we're, we're, going, go we're going for it guys. Oh, we go. <laughs> like this wasn't like i i punched some dude at a bar because he grabs grabbed my wife's butt assault charge like he strangled a girl for a second yeah which which makes it and i'm um, not like you said we're not gonna get too detailed but it does it does up the felony charge it, it makes it a lot more serious in most states uh would it steps it up sometimes wrangled a person yeah wouldn't. <laughs> yeah well uh, so, yeah go ahead sorry i was like what an idiot because that's the most pg thing i could think to say on the air yeah. yeah i mean totally uncalled for cannot do it can't even i mean get physical at all but then take it to the next level you you're you're having issues Dude's got some issues of some sort. Hope we don't ever see him again. His dad owns a race team. He's a rich daddy's racer in NASCAR, and now he strangles people. And this isn't, I was reading today, that that this isn't the first time that a where has been involved in an assault charge against a woman either. So it's not like this was an out-of-the-blue crazy event. Like, like, family has history of it. So anyway... Hope we don't, I hope we don't ever see the guy again. Get out of yep. here. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I feel like it's a waste of people in the of, of someone in the sport. Like, fill it with a good driver. Or not even a yeah, good driver. Right. Just fill it with someone who deserves it more. Um, hmm. He hasn't performed worth – he's been in the sport, what, how many years? Three, four years? He's got years? 97 starts, and he's been here since 2017. And what's his highest finishing position? Or, like, he finishes an average, like, in the 20s. Like, dude's a nobody. Get out of here, man. Hey, don't be, don't be, don't be trashing on people who finish in the twenties all the yeah, time. Hey, come on, man. Well, I've <laughs> been there. On. I've been there. Easy, easy there all day. Depends on the field size. Yep, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> Amen, brother. His, uh, <laughs> his, his best finish, by the way. Let's see if you guys can guess what his best finish is, because it's lower than I thought it was. <laughs> Nine. Twenty-first. Okay. What about you, Levi? What, what is his highest? Highest, best finish. And probably a double deuce, 22. All right, James, what's yours? I said nine. Oh. His best finish was 32nd. Oh, <laughs> oh well. my God. <laughs> that has to be for a race, not for his career, correct? My dad's richer than yours. That, well, okay, so his best... Okay, you want to laugh? Because I don't even know how this is possible, but his... Uh, <laughs> So his best finish in Cup is thirty second. His best finish in X best finish in Xfinity is forty second, and his best finish in Trucks. I don't even know how this is possible. This must be championship standings. His best finish was sixtieth. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> it has oh to my be. God. Yeah. But either way, like really? your highest was thirty six. Like. I know. Yeah, thirty second rick out. If you just show up and stay in the race, you'd probably do better. Okay, okay, okay. So he's gotten a top ten before, because I realize now the stat says he's gotten a top ten. So there James is, is probably James. the closest. It must be ninth. We got to find his best finish. But Levi, that must have been best championship so standing. I know. I mean, well, 
<laughs> See, that's who I'm going to judge myself against his yeah, mugshot in my picture. <laughs> yeah, his mugshot in my picture. I'm going to stick it up somewhere and be like, I can beat this guy. If this guy ever races, I got him. I, I kind of, so I don't know enough about his dad or any of the stuff that goes on with Brickware Racing. Um, but I don't really, I mean, I kind of, when I first heard it, I kind of felt bad for his dad. You know, it's like, here you are, you gave your son a ride. He's not apparently doing that well, uh, is what we found out stat-wise. And then on top of all that, he can't, you know, keep from doing what he did. And so now he's got to get him loose. And I mean, is this one of those that we want Rick Ware racing out? Okay, or? okay. So hold on, hold on. So best finish in the Cup Series was sixth place at Daytona. So technically, James was the closest. However, prior to, tw- prior to 2022, it was 19th. So you guys were close. He only lucked so they, out this year. He's got a 17th and 18th and 19th and 6th, 17th so, again. So Daytona in the big car? Th- yeah, this was in Cup. Hmm. Hmm. Um, let's see what his best finish ever is. I see 7th in 2020 Xfinity. Um, that's, I think, it. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Enough time on this fella. I don't want to talk about this guy. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. He's won. He's won the Asian Le Mans series in 2019 and 2020 in an LMP2. Wait, wait. This will discredit it. Okay. LMP2M. Oh, come on. There must have been been two races and the other guy crashed out. It has, has to be. He's the only one. I promise you, he's the only one that year in that specific class. He probably made one lap, parked it. Well, get out of here, bro. We don't yeah. like you anymore. We never like. Sorry, you. man. Yeah, can't bro. be a part of this. Yeah, sign me, Rick. Where I got you, bro. You got. I can get you better than he had thirty seconds. Good social media following. <laughs> He's like he likes anime. Whatever people liked him for a bit, but now we don't like you, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, just a trash person. Enough. Yep. Don't like Swerve. you. Not my Not friend anymore. So, yeah, I think that pretty much does it. I'm going to throw it over James East. Um, go ahead and let us know about uh, TGS Team Goon Squad and all their uh, good places they could find that and tune in to your wonderful services. Yeah, for sure. Uh, TeamGoonSquad.com has got all the broadcast information, our Discord. It's got a link where you can sign your league up for a league merch program so you can kind of help pay for your own broadcast, which is pretty cool. We have our own in-house endurance series, which is super rad for guys of all skills. Uh, and, and abilities and uh, we always support our, our homies over here at lap zero as well so it's really cool to see friends helping out friends and kind of making dreams happen across the sim so thank you guys again for having me and all the, the listeners out there for the support yeah good group of guys over team goon squad i'm not just saying that i say it every time um dudes do well they want to see other guys do well it's good good stuff man go check them out um get on their discord get on our discord Lap Zero podcast tips board. Go tell Norman uh, to come home. Yeah, come home, Norman. We miss you, buddy. Um, League Zero. Where can they find that out there, Antonio? LeagueZero.net or check out the Discord. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But, uh, we'll have it. We got it on the website. I'll put it in the show notes. And that, that, that's a wrap. I mean, except for, you know, I'm happy to say. 
we got to interview uh, someone, and it was James East, and Norman missed out. So, yeah, yeah. Did he set it up too? That's awesome. Yeah, he set it up. He missed it. (laughs) Okay, we'll get him next time. Bye bye. Sorry, Norman. It's okay. He's interviewing Josh.